Timothy chapter 2. 2 Timothy chapter 2, and we'll start in verse 1. 2 Timothy chapter 2. Paul's writing here, and he says to Timothy, Thou therefore, my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. And the things that thou hast heard of me among many witnesses, the same commit thou to faithful men, who shall be able to teach others also. Thou therefore endure hardness as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. No man that warreth entangleth himself with the affairs of this life, that he may please him who hath chosen him to be a soldier. And if a man also strive for the masteries, yet is he not crowned, except he strive lawfully. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, I just thank you for the opportunity to be able to preach your word, Lord, and I just pray that it would come forth clearly, Lord, and that you would get um, the point of your word across, Lord, and that you would speak to hearts, Lord. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. I want to fail. I want to end up as miserable as I possibly can. I want to fail at everything. My greatest desire today is to utterly fail at life. Somehow, I don't think that that is what most people have in mind when they think of what they want to do. Somehow, when people have aspirations and what they are looking forward to doing, that isn't what they're thinking. Deep in the heart of everyone is a desire to succeed, to be successful, to finish well. But many never attain the success they desire. But a football team starts each year with a goal. And a goal in their mind that defines success. They want to win the Super Bowl. That defines success for them if they're an NFL team. A CEO has certain goals for his company that define success. He wants to make so much money this year. A student has certain grades he desires to achieve if he's going to call his college experience a success. Well, Paul here wanted Timothy to succeed in the ministry that God had called him to. God had called Timothy to God had called Timothy into the ministry. God had called Timothy to do something and Paul wanted Paul wanted Timothy to be able to finish and be faithful and succeed in what God had called him to do. Paul had finished his course well and now was passing off the scene. Just a little bit of background about 2 Timothy. Um, right now, as Paul was writing this, he was in prison. We believe this, this was his second imprisonment. He would have been, tradition tells us, he would have been in the Mamertine dungeon, under, um, put in there by the Emperor Nero, awaiting his execution. It was a dark time in the life of Timothy. His mentor, the one who had trained him in the ministry, was now passing off the scene. He was no longer going to be there to help or guide Timothy. And we also find in the first chapter of Timothy, and then also in the last chapter of 2 Timothy, Paul lists the name of many men who, if he lists the name, Timothy would have known them, known these men, who had forsaken their calling that God had in their lives. They were now leaving the ministry and going and seeking other things. And it might seem to Timothy that he was all alone in the ministry, with even, his men, with even Paul being now taken from him. And Paul was writing a last letter of encouragement. He was writing his last instructions to Timothy. And he was to challenge his son in the ministry. And you can hear just the tenderness in Paul's voice as he's encouraging and trying to challenge Timothy and give Timothy what he needs to follow Christ with Paul no longer there. Let's just Paul is including his last instructions that he will ever give Timothy 
Therefore, it's probably something important, something that's very good for Timothy. Let's just read it one more time. He says, Thou therefore, my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. And the things that thou hast heard of me among many witnesses, the same commit thou to faithful men who shall be able to teach others also. Thou therefore endure hardness as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. No man that warreth entangleth himself with the affairs of this life, that he may please him who hath chosen him to be a soldier. And if a man also strive for the masteries, yet is he not crowned, except he strive lawfully. How could Timothy succeed in what God had called him to do? How could Timothy succeed in ministry even when others had failed? Even now that he was no longer having the leadership of Paul, how could Paul... How could Timothy be faithful in what God had called him to do? Well, we see in verse 1 that the only strength that could sustain Timothy at all was the grace of God. Thou therefore, my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. And it's the grace that is in Jesus Christ alone. It is the grace of God that saved us, the same grace. Ephesians 2.8 says, For by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourselves is the gift of God. And it is the grace of God that not only saves us, but will sustain us through life. And um, Paul writes in 2 Corinthians 12.9, he said, my, Jesus is talking to Paul about his thorn in the flesh. And he says, my grace is sufficient for thee, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Timothy had to take his strength solely from that grace of God. Timothy's own strength, his own fortitude, what he could do was going to fail him. Timothy could not, by himself, in his own strength, do anything. The only hope Timothy had in his own strength was to fail. Timothy had to be strong in something other than himself. And Timothy could no longer rely on Paul. He could no longer rely on some of his friends in the ministry. They had now left. Paul was now about awaiting his execution. He had to rely on something bigger than himself. It was the same grace that saved him. It was the same grace that was going to keep him in the ministry and allow him and give him what he needed to be able to minister to the church he was in at Ephesus. Timothy could remain faithful in ministry by relying on the grace but how could he remain effect, effective in ministry? How could he be able to finish what God had called him to do while relying on the strength? But Timothy had to endure hardness. And he had to remain unentangled if he were to please Christ. Verses 3 and 4 says, Thou therefore endure hardness as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. No man that warth entangled himself with the affairs of this life, that he may please him to have chosen him to be a soldier. Timothy was going to have to endure hardness. This means to be afflicted, to suffer. Timothy was going to suffer if he wanted to serve Christ. 2 Timothy 3.12 says, Yea, and all that will live godly in Jesus Christ shall suffer persecution. To remain faithful, it, he was going to have to rely on God's strength to endure the hard times that were going to come. There were going to be hard times. Serving Christ isn't always easy. It isn't something that we just... Um, that we can do in our own strength. We have to rely on God's strength, and we're going to have to endure a little bit. It isn't going to be the devil doesn't want us to live for Jesus Christ, and we're going to have to endure persecution and hard times, but the best way we're going to be able to do that is rely on his strength and remain unentangled with the affairs of this life. 
It has the idea of a soldier with his cloak around him and tying him up so he can't get to his weapon and encumbering him and being over his arm and tying and hindering him. It also has the idea of like a braid of hair where you have the one and then you braid it and you get all these different things um, braided to where it's not just one piece of hair, it is now a bunch different all braided into one. And it has the idea of dividing our focus. And when we have our focus solely, when Timothy had his focus solely on what God had called him to do, it was going to make it a lot easier for him to remain faithful. But when he allowed his focus to get on the circumstances that were going on around him, and when he got his um, focus on, well, this is going on and that's going on, rather than solely on Jesus Christ is my soul strength, is my soul, soul source of strength, and this is what he has called me to do, it was going to make it a lot harder for him to be able to serve God. That's why Paul was telling Timothy, you can't entangle yourselves with the affairs of this life. You can't divide your focus. You can't tie yourself up with what's going on in life, with the circumstances of life, with other activities, other than what God has called you to do. And Timothy wanted to succeed in ministry. I have no doubt that Timothy didn't wanted to do what God had called him to do. Timothy did not want to end up a castaway. And if he was going to do that, he was going to have to rely on God's strength and he was going to have to remain unentangled, but he also was going to have to serve and strive God's way he was to emerge victorious. He was going to have to serve God the way God wanted him to serve it. In verse 2 and verse 5, and it says, The things that thou hast heard of me among many witnesses, the same commit thou to faithful men, who shall be able to teach others also. And then verse 5, And if a man also strive for the masteries, yet is he not crowned, except he strive lawfully. And we see in verse 2 that Timothy had to remain faithful to what he had been taught. And 2 Timothy 3.15 says, And that from a child, Paul's writing to, about Timothy, Thou hast known the holy scriptures, which are able to make thee wise unto salvation through faith, which is in Christ Jesus. Um, basically, Timothy had to stick to what he had been taught. He had to stick to the stuff. Because God had called him to do something, but he had to do what do it God's way. He had to use God's word. He couldn't fulfill what God had called him to do if he was like, well, I'm going to do it this way. I'm going to do it, um, try to do it my own way. He had to use what God had called him to do, do what God had called him to do his way. Timothy was called to train the next generation now that Paul had passed on the scene. It was now Timothy's job to take what he had been taught and pass it on to the next generation. And God's way is the only way to succeed in ministry, in what God has called you to do. We can't come up with our own way to do it. And the crown is only for those who strive by the rules, in verse 5. If man also strive for the masteries, yet is he not crowned except he strive lawfully. And um, just an illustration I was working is I remember they had, when I went to teen camp, the first year I went to teen camp, where the teens go now, it just after Super Bowl forty-two. And when the Giants beat the Patriots. And they had a picture there of David Tyree with the catch on his helmet. And they had this verse there. Because they had sports pictures with verses on it. And they said, And if a man also strive for the masteries, yet is he not crowned except he strive lawfully. Because earlier in that year, the Patriots had been caught taping the other coaches' signals. And they had been caught, quote-unquote, cheating. And so the camp director was a Giants fan. And he had put that up as a joke 
saying that the Patriots didn't win the Super Bowl because they had been caught cheating. And that was the reason they didn't win the Super Bowl. But that's a good, good illustration of it. Is those, you know, we, he, we hear the line as little kids, cheaters, cheaters never prosper. But when, if you're going to serve God, you can't come to God with your own set of rules. Timothy could not come to God and say, well, I'm going to serve you, but I'm going to do it my way. Timothy could succeed in ministry by, even when others failed around him, by strengthening himself in grace, by, striving unint- by warring unentangled, and by striving lawfully. Well, that's fine for Timothy, but how about us? How can we hope to succeed in what God has called each and every one of us to do? How can we hope to faithfully finish our race that God has called us to do? Believers today can succeed in ministry, can do what God had called them to do by relying on God's strength, by strengthening themselves in the grace of God, even when others are failing around them by warring in such a way, but not entangling themselves with the affairs of this life, with the things of this world, and by striving lawfully. God has called each one of us to do something different. I mean, do something for Him. Each of us has a specific task that He has called us to do. Each, Each of our tasks is different. That means each of our races are different. God And God has given us exactly what each one of us need to fulfill His calling on our life. Some of us might be called to preach or to work in full-time ministry. Others might be called to work a full-time job and faithfully attend church and give to missions and give to tithe and give their tithe. But whatever our calling is today, God wants us to faithfully fulfill that calling. God doesn't want us to end up a castaway. And I'm sure in our lives that we don't want to end up a castaway. We want to do what God has called us to do. But we're going to have to take our strength from God. Our strength, our sole, strength, sole source of strength needs to be from God. There will be many times when our strength will fail, but do we even want to try to serve God in our own strength? Because our own strength will, is not capable of ser- serving God. We have to rely on His strength and serve Him In His way, the Bible says, without faith it is impossible to please God. We have to use His strength. And we have to retain our focus on our service, not our circumstances. Like I said before, like the bread and hair, we can allow so many different things to divide our focus and divide our time to where no longer we are serving God, but we're serving each and every... We're looking at all these different things, and now our focus isn't on what God has called us to do. Or we can allow sin or something to bind us up to now we are entangled. We are tied up. We cannot do what God has called us to do. Um, when I was thinking about this, I was just thinking about some of the hobbies I like to do. Like, I like to, pl- um, I like to play the guitar, and I like to play basketball. And, I like, and then I also like to try to work out a little bit, and I like reading and following sports teams, but I also have to do homework, and I also have a job, and I also have to sing on wit- do, go to witness practice and stuff like that. And if I try to do each and every one of those things with equal time, if I try to do each one of those things with equal time, I'm not going to have time to devote to my homework. Sometimes I have to say, this is why I came to school. This is what I need to focus on. And we can, you can split, when you split my spare time into all those different things, there's not much time for anything. There there really isn't. So what I have to do is, what is most important? What is going to do it? 
we have to retain our focus on what God has called us to do, not on what we necessarily want to do. And we have to serve God according to His Word, not to cultures, not according to what our culture says, not according to what our feelings say, not according to what circumstances say. We have to serve God by what He said. And to be victorious, to do what God has, to finish what God has called us to do, we have to end faithfully. We have to remain faithful. We have to run the race. We must do what God has called us to do. As I was doing this, I was just thinking personally a little bit of application to my own life. And I'm currently a third-year student at Heartland Baptist Bible College, and I'm trying to fulfill what God has called me to do. And at, that, at this time, it is to finish schooling and to get, um, learn as much as I can so that I'll be able, better able to serve God and have the training that I need when I leave school and hopefully come back here and work with my dad at least for a couple years. But that's what God has called me to do right now. But I can allow circumstances to come into my life and distract me. One thing that came up is I'm still a very single student. But I can allow that to take my focus off what God has called me to do. And I can allow that in my own strength to try to fix this problem rather than relying on God's strength and, and begin to entangle myself with this thing. Well, i got to fix this problem. Well, that, God didn't call me to Heartland to find a wife. God called me to Heartland to receive training so I can be better equipped to serve Him in the ministry. And if I allow circumstances to tie me up like that, not only will I not, could I possibly not even succeed, not even finish school, but I could also, in my own strength, I'm not going to be able to do... God has something better for me than I can ever find in my own strength. And I'm not going to be able to faithfully, faithfully complete what God has called me to do if I don't allow His con complete control in this area. And this applies to every area of our life. God, Paul was writing to Timothy so he could do what God had called him to do and be better equipped to serve God. He had to rely on God's strength. He had to avoid getting himself entangled with all that was around him. And he had to do it God's way. He couldn't come up with his own plan that was better than what God had already put down in his word. And we need biblical success, you might say, in our workplace or where we have our job. Because God has commanded us to be the very best worker that we can so that we can be an example and show his light in the workplace. Our main goal should not be to make the most money possible and be the most successful businessman. Our goal should be to be the best Christian that we can and to obey God rather than men and to serve God and show others what God has done in our life. And if we allow our focus to get off what God has called us to do and we don't rely on God's strength, and we try to do it in our own strength, we're not going to be able to be the witness in our workplace that we should be. We're going to, and rather than remaining focused on the big picture and serving God His way. And we can say that we need biblical success or we need to do what God has called us to do with our finances. God has commanded us to tithe, and we should be a part of the missions program, giving to what God had, giving to God's work. But we... Things come up. We can allow circumstances to determine, to divide our focus and determine that, well, I need it here. Well, you know what? That really doesn't apply to me. But God has something, a way that He set up in His Word. 
And we have to obey what God had called, what God has commanded us to do with our money. When we can succeed by relying on God's strength, you know what? In my own strength, I'm not going to be able to make necessarily the right decision because in my own strength, I'm going to be weak to that. But by strengthening ourselves in God's grace and remaining focused on what God had called, what God's picture is and what we need to be doing and what He's commanded us to do, we can be serving God His way with that. One thing, when I um, was work, originally working on this message, it was around election time, and I was very, got very discouraged at the beginning with all that happened there. But, we can, but that, God didn't call me to fix my country's future. That wasn't what God has called me to do. He's called me to serve Him. I am called to serve God. And each, if you are a Christian, you are called to serve God. Yes, we should pray for our country. We are commanded to pray for our leaders. But we can allow our focus to get on, well, all this is going so terrible. Well, what should we do? We should rely on God's strength to serve in what God has called us to do in serving Him. And we could, remember, God is in control, and we can rely on His strength to serve Him, because He is, we need to ple- not entangle ourselves with the affairs of this life, so we may please Him who hath chosen us to be a soldier. Paul was trying to help a young preacher know how to serve God faithfully and to finish his race well. Paul, at the, end, at the end of 2 Timothy, he writes how, I have finished my course. I have kept the faith. And Paul wanted Timothy to be able to do the same thing and at the end of his life be able to write the same thing. Timothy was going to need something bigger than himself to be able to serve God. And today... You can do what God has called you to do by looking at the Word of God. You can know how to. God has called every one of us to follow Him, no matter the circumstances. So rather than wondering how we can get through this trial, or whatever has come into our life, there may be some some circumstances that have come up. There may be, well, I don't know, maybe I don't... A lot of people struggle, well, what is God's will? God's will is to serve Him and obey God's Word, to faithfully be in in the Word of God and reading it and communing with Him and get closer to Him. And we should determine to serve, seek and serve God no matter the circumstances, no matter what's going on. Timothy had some tremendous circumstances going around him. He He was about to lose Paul, who had trained him in the ministry. Friends he had known growing up in the ministry were leaving the ministry now. He was going to be a preacher by himself, and he had to be able to teach them the Word of God and pass it on to the next men who would be able to faithfully pass it on to the next. And that was a huge responsibility. But he was not going to be able to do that in his own strength, as we determined, as we already saw from the Bible. His, what he could do at, on his own was not the best was not what God wanted him to fulfill what God had called him to do. If God has called you to do something, and he's called everyone to serve him, if you are a Christian, if you're not saved, he's calling you to repentance. And he's, But if you're saved tonight, he's given you what you need to serve him if you'll simply go to him and, ask and use the strength that he has and, not, and serve him his way. God does not want anyone in this room to fail in the Christian life, and not bring glory to Him. God has given us the instructions word to enable us to live for Him. What are you doing with the instructions that God has given you? 
Are you relying on God's strength? Are you remaining faithful and focused on the work of God? Are we trying to serve God our way? Are you trying to serve God His way? If not, why not? We, God wants you to do what He has called you to do. He has enabled you. But we have to rely on His strength, not our own, to do. And He wants us to remain faithful. He wants us to be a witness for Him. But we can't do that if we entangle ourselves and get our focus off what God has called you to do. If you want to succeed in what God has called you to do, you must serve Him His way, rely on His strength, and remain usable. 